saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm going to have a real issue if you aim low and hit. That you get nothing for coming in last. And by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. He said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. All right. Welcome to Lucrative Lessons, episode three. You got your boy Kyle Barger from Columbus, Ohio. What's up, guys? It's Trey Spiller from Denver, Colorado. The Mile High City and our executive producer. The man behind the scene, Min Woo Lee. Min Woo Lee coming from Philly. All right, guys. So today's episode, we are going to talk about how to start your business in 10 easy steps and how to do this for under $200, asterisk, depending on what state you live in. So guys, a lot of times with business owners, uh, starting a business seems so intimidating. There's so many steps, there's so many things to do, and, and for the most part, that is true. There's a lot to do, and there's a lot of work that goes into it, but from going from an idea to an actual viable government-recognized business, it's really actually not that bad. And we're going to show you in 10 steps, give you a little bit of color commentary on each step uh, from some of the lessons that we've learned along the way and how to do this uh, on the cheap. So uh, as we get started here, item number one, and just like we talked about in Lucrative Lessons, episode number two, is your business idea. You need to have a viable business idea. We're not going to go into detail on that because that is an entire episode that you can check out uh, lesson number two on. Uh, but once you've gotten that far, we can move on. So, so item number one is have your business idea locked up. All right, guys, number two is name your company. Trey, what do you think about uh, what's in a name? Yeah, there's a lot of things that really go into a name. Now, keep in mind, this is why people are going to pick up the phone. They're going to remember uh, you from XYZ event that you met. And so you want to have a very catchy name up front. And you also want to make sure that the .com is available um, in whatever you name. So... Uh, there's ways around it. There's You can identify new types of extensions like a .co, a .io, um, .net, .tech. Depends on what you get into. And we'll have further discussions uh, down the line about exactly evaluating uh, what goes into a domain. But just at a very high level, just make sure that it is available and try to keep it to eight characters or less. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, I used to get caught up on like, oh, the name is everything. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. But at the end of the day, you want something short, sweet, people can remember. A lot of times people get creative with these like wild names that are impossible to spell correctly. If you spelled it phonetically, you're going to go to somebody else's website. So keep all that stuff in mind, guys. You want to make sure that your name is catchy. People can remember it. And if they need to plug it into an email address or uh, a web address to come see your site, they can do that easily. Otherwise, all you're doing is advertising for somebody else's business that they're Googling instead. All right, so number two is name your company. Number three is filing your EIN. Guys, this is unbelievably simple. You go to irs.gov, you can file an EIN, which is the same thing as your tax ID number. It doesn't cost you a dime, and this can be done in under five minutes. Just going to the website, finding where you need to go to file your business, and now you have a federal tax ID number, and you are federally recognized by the U.S. government. So step number three, file your EIN. 
Number four, file with the state. Now, this is where some of your dollars are gonna be eaten up. This can be anywhere from 50 to $100, depending on what state you're in. I know in the state of Ohio, uh, it's about 90 bucks. Trey, what was it for? Yeah, uh, Colorado's $55. Uh, we just registered the other day. Yeah, 55 bucks. So Trey's got about six or seven <laughs> businesses. Uh, so he's a pro at this. But guys, filing with the state is also very easy, but that you will need your EIN for first. So that is the step number four. Also, when you file, you're going to have to uh, designate what type of company it is, whether it's an LLC, an S-Corp, an LLP. Uh, we can do an entire podcast on just the differences there. But this is where uh, talking to an accountant or talking to a business lawyer will come in handy. But for most, I'd say 90% of you guys with your first business and your startup, an LLC is just fine to cover your, your personal basis. All right, and guys, there are plenty of companies out there that will actually charge uh, different amounts to get you set up for a business. But but again, if you follow these steps, you should be able to skirt a lot of that and save yourself uh, some, some valuable dollars that can be put into marketing or advertising or something more meaningful. So number four, filing with the state. All right, number five, licenses, permits, and insurance. All right, so not every business is going to need any of these, all three of these, one of these, two of these. It's going to be different for every business, but make sure whatever you're practicing, whatever your value add is, your service, your product, if you need a license, look into that. If you need permits to be able to sell whatever you're doing or provide whatever valued service you're doing, uh, be sure to have your permits and then insurance, right? There's a lot of businesses uh, that seem to be off to a good start. They're making money hand over fist. Something unexpected happens. Somebody gets injured. One of your products uh, you know, backfires and something happens and not having insurance can really cripple your business right away. Uh, a lot of times with, with insurance, you may think it's expensive. When I opened the gym, I thought insurance was going to be an arm and a leg. It was actually very affordable uh, to make sure that all the people under our roof were safe and sound and if something happened, that, uh, they didn't So uh, make sure licenses, permits, and insurance are covered. That is number five. All right, guys, step number six is marketing. And here, Trey's going to have a lot of insight with his tech background. Uh, but when we talk about marketing, we're, we're talking about things like your website, uh, business cards, having your office address ready for those business cards, your email address all lined out, whether you're going to do that through Gmail or something else, uh, your social media accounts. So anything that can get customers to come back to your business, to discover your business, or even to just contact your business. That's going to be incredibly important. So Trey, with all the businesses you've built, what are some of the different web design tools or websites that uh, any kind of Joe Schmoke can build there? Yeah, guys, there's a lot of uh, technology stacks out there available now that is so easy to get up and running uh, for the delivery and the presence of your business and, and the name of your business. Um, I always use a product called GoDaddy um, to where you just go register the domain. Uh, you don't need to buy all the extensions and everything that come with it. You can for a little bit of protection, but most uh, websites, if you get a decent one, it will cost you between you know a couple bucks to maybe forty bucks, um, depending on what you're looking for. Very simple and easy to use. Um, and then once you have your domain, I use a product called Wix.com, which is a website builder that it requires zero coding up front. If you have like a static site, you don't have to get into any kind of JavaScript. You don't have to get into any kind of back end coding to set up your site. 
Um, super easy to use. Takes you a couple hours. I think it's you know six seven bucks a month to use. Um, so you just hook that up to your domain uh, with GoDaddy. Very easy to do. Uh, whenever you're doing that, there's so many cheap, uh, easy sites to get at least a logo um, available for you. I use um, either 99designs or I use Fiverr.com, um, and it's just super easy, the process. And you just tell them, hey, I want a vintage logo that has this kind of characters, and it'll cost you maybe 5 bucks, maybe 10 bucks. Depends on what you're looking for. Uh, so you don't have to spend a lot of time or a lot of money getting that set up. After you get done doing that, Create a Facebook account. Create an Instagram account. Um, if you get into further, deeper things, if you want to go into Twitter, you can, obviously. But all of that stuff, it requires relatively zero time and effort to, to put forward. Um, so, you know, there's there's uh, a few simple things that you can do to get any business up and running uh, for the marketing and um, visibility uh, to the outside world. Yeah, I, I agree. And look, Trey's got a tech background, but but me even being a grunt over here, I, I've used Wix, I've used Google <laughs> and WordPress, uh, 99designs and Fiverr. Those are both great recommendations where, you know, don't spend hours trying to come up with a logo in paint that's going to just make your customers see that you're an amateur. Like, you know, spend a few bucks and, and have uh, a, a true pro do this. So, you know, when we're talking about starting this business on the cheap, you know, a hundred bucks might be sunk into that domain uh, name, you know, building your website, you know, using 99 designs. So really that's going to be a little bit of the meat and potatoes of, uh, of starting your business with the, the dollars. Um, so that's number six, working on your marketing and allowing customers to contact you through the brand. Number seven is a bank account. Uh, this is incredibly important. They're not all banks are the same. The bigger the bank, obviously, the more features they may have, but also the more uh, things they charge for. You know, smaller regional banks typically want small businesses' money and their and their business to come in, but they may not have the the nice features of like online bill pay or being able to send checks uh, from the website to your customers and all these really nice features. So, depending on the type of business you're in. Uh, do your homework with your bank, but if you don't need a lot of these bells and whistles, you can go into just about any bank and get a, a, a free checking account or a free, you know, savings account to go with it and, uh, and get your debit card and get rocking and rolling. So you can start accepting payments. You can start paying vendors, suppliers, etc. Um, another thing that I'd like to recommend is a business credit card. If you are good at managing your money as most business owners uh, are, which is why they're able to take the reins here. A business credit card will allow you great purchasing power. Uh, a lot of times you'll earn points, you'll earn cash back, you'll earn a lot of perks that will go hand in hand with your business. So uh, I'm a big fan of the Capital One uh, business credit card, 2% cash back on everything. I do a lot of uh, research on nerdwallet.com and all these different uh, sites on business credit cards. And to me, that's been the best. Trey, Trey what do you uh, think in terms of the credit card? Yeah, guys, for uh, credit cards and, and credit card processing, which we'll discuss a little bit as well, um, we stay. We actually use Chase as well for um, w my company at Redefine HR. Um, I also find Discover has a great uh, points reward system uh, that I use for my new company, Yugo, the car sharing network. So um, it just depends on uh, what you what you get into and what kinds of lines of credit you want to get into. Uh, but, you know, I've, as with anything, be careful opening up lines of credit and spending uh, whenever you don't have revenue coming in. Um, yeah. As for credit card processing, uh, we use a vendor called Stripe. It integrates very well with a lot of different um, sources that I use to, to do my books, right? 
Um, so it evaluate what you're getting into. If you have a lot of card processing, uh, make sure that you really take a look at it. I mean, 2.6% as opposed to 2.2%, uh, which Stripe offers, um, that's, it could be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for your business over uh, the entire, the life of uh, your business. Yeah, totally. That, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, and the one other thing to think about is your startup capital, right? You need to know uh, roughly what dollars and cents you need to start your business. I, I'm very conservative, so I like to have kind of all the expenses I thought about uh, in six months. So that way I can at least, if that business isn't making any money for six months, at that point, then I need to reevaluate, okay, uh, you've burned through uh, your startup capital. Is this business viable? Is it just a slow startup or is this just becoming a money pit? So have your startup capital uh, kind of figured out through your bank account. Yeah, Kyle, we, um, we keep a six-month runway of cash reserves uh, to cover all expenses and employee salaries and everything like that. So uh, it's a good rule of thumb if you can keep six months of runway for your pure expenses. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty valuable lesson. That way you don't stress yourself out over uh, any kind of missed revenues or anything. Sure. So number seven, getting your bank account. Number eight kind of goes uh, line in line with bank account, but accounting and business tracking. Um, Trey, you also have a lot of insight on this. I'm a, a peon. I use QuickBooks. That's probably what a lot of people use. But uh, uh, you're talking about some... Uh, yeah, Kyle, there's uh, there's a lot of free software out there, a lot of uh, free opportunities that will let you scale your business as you are in startup mode because every dollar matters at this point whenever you're getting your business off the ground. Um, I use the product suite, really, of Zoho. Um, so that's Z-O-H-O. Um, I use Zoho Books. It integrates very well. They have webhook opportunities. They have a lot of integrations that are out of the box that you just click connect. Uh, it hooks up with really a lot of sites. So they did a fantastic job. And they have a free trial um, that lasts forever until you grow your business into X amount of users. So on their license-based model, I mean, it is fantastic. costs no money. I think it has just as much power as a QuickBooks, um, if not more, in some opportunities. So um, QuickBooks is really the number one product out there. Um, but if you're looking for a cheap solution, I always use Zoho to get up and running. Um, it, it's super, like I said, it's super easy to use. Um, no, that, that, that sounds great. I mean, and, and, and along with the accounting and business tracking, so Trey, you mentioned in uh, lesson number two about, uh, you know, trying to understand a lot of the facets of your business. And, and I agree. QuickBooks has allowed me to have a, a much stronger understanding of dollars coming in and out of my business. But also now when I talk to my accountant, I can ask more intelligent questions. I'm, I'm better versed with where the money in my company is going. And I think that's crucial for any business owner. A lot of times when you just hand the books off to an accountant and have them do it, you don't really have the, the full picture of dollars coming in and out. And, and with a lot of these software, you know, you can track your uh, P&L, you can look at your balance sheet, your income statement, and all that stuff was like things in college accounting classes that we took tests on. But now it's actually like, you know, important documents to take a look at. So I, I look at my P&L all the time and usually it gives me the warm and fuzzy or it gives me the, hey, get your butt back in gear and go get some sales. But uh, I, I love the business track. Yeah, it, and guys, there's 
it is so important in my business is cash flow, right? I talk about a lot of runway, um, our operating capital that we need to have for runway. I mean, we keep it at six months. I mean, there's just nothing less than that. Because uh, if you start to strain your business, you start to strain and you have that sense of desperation, clients sniff it out every time in my industry. So um, we want to make sure that uh, we have that that operating capital for, for anything like that. And, and Kyle, you bring up a, an amazing point with um, – the software out there, right? We talk about this. Guys, there is so much free software out there um, that to at least get you up and running uh, to, to manage any of your business. Um, so do a little bit of research. Google it. Hey, what are you looking for? I'm looking for ways to communicate effectively with my uh, employees, right? Type that in. Google it. Do some research, right? The top things that are going to come up are probably Slack. Uh, there's going to be Asana that helps you manage tasks. All of this stuff is free. Um, so don't uh, burden your company with ongoing expenses up front uh, that don't need to be incurred. Yeah. And Trey, that actually leads us into number nine, uh, which is SOPs, so standard operating procedures. But what we really mean by this is take a look at how you're spending your time, your money, your resources. And as Trey just mentioned, there's so many great software products out there, or a lot of times, like just getting another perspective. So my business partner uh, will take a look at practices I do and give me feedback and say, hey, you're doing this, it's redundant, this is repetitive, and, and, and realizing some, some you know, time drains in there. So Trey, as you talk about Slack and Asana, man, I'm so glad when you came out to visit the other month because we spent some time and looked at some of my just standard uh, business practices, and you said, hey, you can save so much time communicating with your employees by, you know, assigning tasks to Asana, and that's been a game changer for me. So, you know, utilizing some of that software, it just, it, it'll save you so much time and stress, especially as a business owner trying to do everything yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my, uh, again, at Redefine HR, we use uh, the whole, a lot of the product suite of what Zoho has to offer. And it, a lot of it's free right now where we pay a very minimal cost to do our recruiting, uh, to manage all of our employees. A big thing that we do is timesheets, right? So if you're in a business to where you got to calculate time and the cost of time and your bill rate of time, uh, Zoho does a, a fantastic job and it costs us nothing at this moment, right? Now we're about to hit our, uh, into a more of a paid version because of the amount of volume that we have coming in. But um, guys, just just type it in. Google it real quick. It takes no time. And if you're paying for it, I would reevaluate what you're doing or, you know, drop us a line. You know, hey, what do you recommend uh, that, that I use? Well, this is what we're trying to do. You know, send us an email. Uh, it's uh, very, very simple for us to, to evaluate products. And that's one of the things that I do all the time is evaluating software to make our standard operating procedures so much easier. Because at the end of the day, I need to focus my time on sales, not on managing redundant tasks. Yep, absolutely. And, and Trey, you're, you're probably as good as it gets when it comes to that kind of stuff. So you, you've helped me in my business uh, tremendously. So I appreciate that, my man. Um, and last but not least, guys, number 10 Go make that money. So once you have all this stuff in place, you don't need permission to, to go be successful. So at this point, you are now recognized by the U.S. government, by the state government. You've got your permits, your licenses. People know how to contact you. You've got your bank account set up so you can get paid. Go make that money. So don't stop. Make sure you're hustling. Guys, this is easy 10-step ways to start your business for under 200 Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of 
lucrative lessons. We hope you learned something today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. If we earned your five-star review, please leave one. Helps for visibility. Also, you can check out more at LLPcast.com. All proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit, the Make-A-Day Foundation, where you can find more at makeaday.fun. We'll catch you next time.